Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last 10 years. And the most fulfilling part of what I do is when I help other women within the workplace get promoted, which is why I started coaching in 2019 and helping women who weren't in the same company as me. If you wanna grow within your current role, be seen as a leader amongst your team and eventually get promoted into a larger role, this podcast is for you. Sometimes along the way, women realize that the growth might not happen within their current organization and change can be scary. So I also help women in the transition to finding a great fit in a new role with a new company. And many of my clients end up getting a 20K salary raise along with that transition. And that can be you. After all, the world needs more female leaders and I'm here to create them. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take that action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. I wanted to first start off by saying that group coaching is starting and it's exciting. I am looking forward to what this is going to look like and how I can help more women in the workplace grow in their careers. And maybe some of that means you recognize that you aren't wanting to stay at your current company and you're looking for something else because you want to continue to grow yourself and you're not quite sure what that looks like. I am here to support you through all of those changes. I know it is so helpful to have a community of people to reach out to. That's exactly what this is going to shape into and to network with other women who are in exactly the same position that you're in. Maybe you've been at your company for a couple of years and you think that there is an opportunity for growth. That's amazing. Let's look into that. Or maybe you're thinking, I've been here a couple of years and I'm not seeing that growth. Is it worth it to stay here or should I consider checking out other opportunities? And I'm going to be here to help walk you through that through the group coaching calls. They will start off bi-weekly for now, and they will change and evolve as we continue to get more people joining. I want to make sure that you have time to get the coaching that you need. And again, it's going to be in that group setting so that you're learning from others who are in similar situations or you're going to see what other people are going through and potentially something that you might face in your career as well. And you'll be ready to face that or at least know how you want to approach it based on what you've seen from others. So if you are on the fence, you're not quite sure, head over to nicoleharrop.com coaching and join us. Right now I'm offering 30 days free. So you get your first month for free and that will allow you the opportunity to get your feet wet and make sure that this is a right fit for you. That has been important for me in the past when I've been joining different coachings and different workshops or whatever that might be. So I want to make sure it's the right fit for you. All right, for my guest today, I loved talking with Paula about the different sides of leadership and how she relates that to music. 
talking about the masculine versus the feminine type of uh, leadership skills, talking about hard skills versus soft skills, and everything that you can bring to the table. And I ask a lot of questions about uh, how she approaches her leadership and what she's done in the past that has worked for her and and for her own growth. And I hope that it is impactful for you. It was really exciting to chat with her. And I know you're going to get so much out of this episode. Let me introduce you to Paula. Paula White has an unwavering passion for music that she applies in order to bring new perspectives and open new possibilities for leaders. Her one-of-a-kind, forward-thinking approach starts with a foundation of heart and mind. A globally recognized sales leader, Paula has leveraged her talents to scale inside sales teams into multi-million standalone sales channels. She has helped organizations achieve 8-10% to yearly compounded growth, demonstrating success in a wide variety of industries to include travel and tourism, investments, veterinary, and healthcare distribution. Passion for education and leadership is the driving force behind Paula's success. She has a true desire to see the success of others and transforms their ambitions into her own. She has been listed in Ambition's Top 100 Coaches to Watch for two consecutive years, 2017 to 2018, and served as president of the AA-ISP Columbus, Ohio chapter from 2015 to 2018. Currently, Paula is a mentor for Hashtag Girls Club and focuses on fostering the wonderful talents of the next generation. Music is a passion for Paula in and out of work. Outside of her work, Paula is an avid concert goer and has found joy as both a lyricist and a co-producer on six songs. She details the transformative power of this in her book, The B-Side. Paula's passion for life radiates through all those who work with her. She is a -a one-of-a-kind teacher who draws the most powerful forces from both halves of the brain and inspires those around her to become truly remarkable in their own ways. With that, let's jump into today's episode. All right, everyone, I am happy to introduce you to today's guest. We have Paula White with us today. Paula, thanks so much for being here. Oh, I am so excited. So thank you for having me. Of course. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Sometimes, you know, we start talking and then life gets busy and then we finally get together for a podcast. We've had a couple of reschedules due to just busy life. So I'm excited for this conversation. And Paula and I met, she works with a virtual marketing agency who thankfully found my podcast and reached out to pitch her as a guest. And when I saw what Paula is all about, I was really excited. And, you know, I just feel very grateful that I'm able to meet with and interact with such amazing women who have such a unique take on leadership and it's not a one size fits all. It really is figuring out how it's going to work best for you. So Paula, I would love to have you introduce yourself to our listeners and uh, tell them a little bit more about you. Absolutely. Well, first of all, Nicole, I'm the one who is honored to be here with you. <laughs> you know, it is really great as a author who just released a book 
to be able to share that with listeners who understand that it takes a both and approach. And, you know, me, just a little bit about me. I was in corporate America for over 30 years and decided at the time that I wanted to write a book and do something different. And that's what led me to this path that I'm on now. That's amazing. And I I hope people definitely check out your book and we will also plug that towards the end so that people can remember to go click on that link and uh, go purchase your book to help support you as well. I think they're going to love our conversation and then want so much more of you uh, to go read your book and all of your other resources to be able to contact you. Uh, Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, truly finding your harmony with your side A and your side B of leadership. And when I met Paula, I was really excited about really how you approach this. And I would love for you to share more about the differences of side A and side B and how that relates to leadership skills. Sure. So here's the beautiful thing is back when I was in grade school, found out that I was dyslexic. And at the point of being, you know, when I was growing up without showing my age, we really didn't talk about dyslexia that much. It was just a reversal of numbers or a reversal of letters. And it is so much more than that. And that's when I found the power of music and how music can help you use both sides of your brain and really helped. It really helped me get through tests and quizzes and things that I needed to do to memorize things. Mm -hmm. So jump 15, 20 years from there and I'm getting my first job. Well, you know, when you start getting in the hustle and bustle of your career and many of us women do this is we forget about what our passions are and we want to drive ourselves. We want to make sure that, you know, we're the best of the best and that we, you know, match up because match up to what the male count, our male counterparts are doing. Mm -hmm. And we almost put in two times as much work just to prove the same amount of work. Right. Yeah. So It's interesting to follow, but let me explain how music got back into my life is when I was climbing the corporate ladder and boy, I had my fair share of scar tissue and things that I had to overcome, but I found music again. And I found that that is really where my heart was. When I decided to look into it more side a Mm-hmm. is your resume building skills. All those skills that we need to have as you're in a career, you're negotiating, your PL, your budgeting, employee engagement, all of those skills that we need to do, advanced business acumen. And your side B are your emotional-based skills. Those are your skills that we rely on to interact with people our relationship building skills. Those are our human skills. And for me, that's what we talk about having a both and approach rather than an either or. And I think we've gotten down to the point where you either are all side A or side B, but it's really important as leaders 
continue to grow into their positions that they start balancing side A and side B. Yeah, and I love how you explain that for side A and side B, and many people view it in different ways, but I'm excited to talk more about how that feeds into music, but you're right. I think side A tends to be more of that masculine side of traits, and then side B is more of that maybe feminine, like you're saying, the emotional side of things, uh, which is maybe leans more a little bit towards women, but I think you're right. It is a both and approach where when women are operating in that side, a focus only, sometimes we feel like we're getting burnt out or we feel like we are living outside of who we truly are because we aren't feeding that side B of our own selves. We aren't, we feel like we can't cry or show emotion at work, or we feel like we can't bring our whole selves into the workplace because we're so focused on that side A, which is a little bit more maybe dominant in the workforce. So I am just really looking forward to, to diving into that a little bit deeper. And you are exactly right. So way back when we used to have these old 45s, And the old 45s, the side A was the popular song. That was the song that we went out and purchased and we heard on the radio. Side B was really the other song, the song that they just put on there so it wouldn't be blank. But it was also an opportunity for artists to take risks Mm -hmm. and to really show a different side of them. And so that's why I call it side A and side B. But you're, you're spot on that our side A are our dominant traits, whether masculine or feminine, Mm -hmm. and then our side B are our supportive traits. And those things can be such things as kindness and courage and curiosity. Some of those other traits that really impact human behavior. Yes, I love that dominance and supportive. That is such a great depiction of that. So Paula, what about your initial experience keeps this idea of music and leadership fresh for you? So, you know, for me, it, I had my aha moment when I was at a Struts concert and they were playing in this quaint little venue in Atlanta, Georgia. And my husband and I bought VIP tickets so we could meet the band. Cause I think that their lead singer is just awesome. And <laughs> The rest of the band is great too, but I thought we would get front row seats, right? Forgetting that in quaint venues, the front row or the first floor is really called the pit and it's standing room only. And so I wasn't going to stand all night at my age. I, so my husband and I ran upstairs to the balcony, got first row center stage. And as we were enjoying the concert, Nicole, a moment happened. And this moment was a glance that I watched the fans in the pit and the musicians literally feeding off of each other and really enjoying and engaging. And I thought, what if leaders could rock that same kind of attention with their employees Mm -hmm. and vice versa? how would that look? So that's where the idea and the excitement continues to build for me. Yes. I I love that. And how cool to have those moments of 
such bigger perspective because you wouldn't have had that same view had you been right down there in it. You may have felt some of it, right? And right. maybe that still would have come to you, but I agree. I I would not want to be in that uh that area for yeah. um, that experience. So seeing that from afar and and really putting that perspective together, I think that that's so great. And I think of that when I think of leading teams in the past, recognizing what I like that my leaders are doing, and then also doing that for my team members and then feeding that back upwards. I love leaders who are always welcoming additional feedback or asking opinions and, and truly not coming to a meeting with a decision. I've had it in the past where you have your leader come and they, they ask opinions and then they're like, oh, I'm so glad you came to that decision because that's what we're going with. And you're like, why did you even ask? Like, because that feels so ingenuine when you are, you've already made a decision. You want to see if I can get to that stage, but it's already been decided. So Uh, kind of feeding off of each other in a way of, oh, I really like what this leader is doing. I also love when my team members come to me in this way and making sure we're communicating how we work best, how we operate best. And that feeds into, I think what you're saying, kind of that back and forth. Exactly. It does. And it's really important. One gentleman, Dwayne Cummings, and this is really when my leadership started to change because I was born in the age where you either women, men, you know, everyone would literally do everything they could to please their boss. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, he gave me four simple words, flip the organizational chart. So now your boss is your team. And you really do everything that you can to help them to dive into them. Because when you do that, then they're feeding the customer. And in turn, your boss will be happy because it goes up and down that way. Mm -hmm. So I love the aspect of when he said, flip the org chart. And really that became a mantra in, in the organization I was with as that I'm here to serve you. Right. We're going to do this together. Sure. I may have to make some decisions. I may have to make the tough decisions too, Right, but work in this together. Yes. I love that. I'm going to have to write that down. I like that a lot flipping it because you're right. It's, it's not, it's not just like a top down effect. It really is. How can we support your like the people, not only to the side of you, not only below you and not only above you. I feel like so often people are forgetting about these other people who we could be networking with. We think, oh, I only have to make sure my boss is happy, or I only have to make sure my customers are happy, but really figuring out how can you connect in all these different ways and not only offering great customer service or whoever you serve, being a support to people to the side of you. I feel like true leaders start to stand out when they have a genuine approach of wanting to help other people who are side by side, who aren't likely going to get them anywhere per se, but those could be your the people who report to you eventually, right? So if you want to be seen as a leader, it's helpful to serve those to the side of you. And then above as well, I 
frequently if we have a group meeting and my leader is representing my group, I will send him notes to say, hey, if this is helpful, here are the things that I would touch on for my group so that I'm making him look best. His yeah. boss doesn't necessarily know that I fed him those notes. And maybe, maybe his boss thinks that he knows all things of all these different departments he leads, which is a lot to take on. But like, if I can help make his life a little bit easier and he can feel more confident in my area of work, then that, that confidence continues to grow for other things that, that I could get involved in as well. You know, you said that perfectly because confidence is actually consciousness and knowing that you are being self-aware and conscious to help that person, that you're not holding tight to what you think is going to get you in a better place. If we can help others, we're only impacting and helping ourselves. Yes, I agree. I I'm still surprised at people who like hold information close to themselves or they don't want to share it because in that meeting, they want to make sure they're the only ones who know that one thing or what have you. I personally don't typically jive with that personality and I don't think it gets them super far and for sure not extremely well liked. Uh, You'll recognize a lot of these leaders think of leaders who you look up to right now in your organization, in the world, in uh, nonprofits, what are these people doing? They are serving out of a place of, of deep care within themselves that that's what they want. You're that's the, that side B you're talking about, right? Is right. I, I do not feel like I can show up as a leader in my organizations, unless I am giving back to others, unless I'm helping people learn, unless I'm teaching new skills, unless I'm giving all of this stuff. And that doesn't necessarily, like, if no one else knows what I'm doing, that's okay. I'm the one who knows. And my, that confidence, that consciousness is going to help me to prepare for future growth. That you are describing the next generation of leadership. And that next generation of leadership is going to be fully conscious and aware of the type of legacy that they could leave. And I talk about this in my book is, you know, what type of legacy do you want to leave? You have a choice. Now you don't have a choice on saying what it is, but you have a choice on whether it's going to be a positive or a negative impact to people. Mm -hmm. And so if you choose positive, then tap into your natural side B behaviors and use those to your benefit to help you serve your teams and other people around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that because I feel like I've been born and raised. I joke about in call centers. That's what I've done. Most of my life is either working in entry-level positions or leading teams of call center team members, always on the front lines, always like bottom of the barrel totem pole that people, you know, refer to us as, but I don't see that at all. I know that that is such a strength and companies wouldn't be where they are if they didn't give great customer service, which are those bottom entry level team members. So I think some people don't realize they can have a bigger impact on these lower or entry level roles by leaning into that uh, side B of their leadership abilities, even if they don't have leader in their title. I'm a firm believer that you can make such an impact. And like you said, have a legacy while 
you know, working for, as a call center agent. Can you right. expand on, on that? Well, here's the beautiful thing. I will be happy to, because I love this analogy. Okay. I want you to think about flipping the org chart. So where is the call center, a call center entry-level position now? Yep. At the very top. At the very top with the customer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if a good leader, a great leader, an extraordinary leader understood that tapping into your side B means going to every and every entry level position and start asking questions. What is the customer saying? What are they, what are their expectations? They don't need to read about it in the next magazine. They're going to get first-hand news. And that's the importance of the people that are dealing directly. And I call them customer-facing employees, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's entry-level or not, customer-facing employees are the ones who have all the knowledge. Yes. I love that. That definitely speaks to my core for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Paula, how did you discover music to be an impact for leadership and self-growth? So again, as I was at the Struts concert, mm -hmm. but that was my second aha moment. My first aha moment was when I was presenting to a leadership team and I forgot to add the cost factor into my presentation. Mm. The leadership team loved the presentation, but literally asked, how do you expect to pay for it? And I thought, how could I have forgotten that? And I thought of myself as a failure. And I thought, maybe I'm not right for this position. And all these questions started going through my head. Well, one night I got into my car and it was dark and it was raining. And I usually turn on the radio to drive home so that I can, you know, relax and let myself, you know, re-energize, but nothing was working. But this time I turned on the radio and there it was. It was Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. Now we can all sing that song, right? Sitting on the dock of the bay, but it wasn't those lyrics. The lyrics that I heard were, I can't do what 10 people tell me to do, so I might as well stay the same. And so I got into this self-loathing bit for just a moment. And then it was a breath of fresh air. I looked in the mirror and I said, no, this is my opportunity to understand the leader that I can be. So for me, music, not only is it the beat that can energize you, motivate you, it's a musical mindset, but it can be one lyric. And that one lyric will mean things to 10 different people, 100 different people. But if you can hear it and if you can listen for the lyric that you need to change your mindset at a moment's notice, that's the power of music. Yeah. And I think what you're saying there is so impactful that you, you heard those different lyrics and you had that moment of kind of sitting in those feelings, but can you walk through what was the change? Like, when did you choose to have a different narrative of I'm not a failure? You know, maybe I made a, a mistake and I'm learning for next time. 
at what point did you have that kind of adjustment to choose to see that those lyrics differently? It was literally in that moment. Okay. Because when I heard, I can't do what 10 people tell me to do, Mm -hmm. you know what? I can, and no one's going to tell me what I need to be. I need to uncover my own, my own leadership style. I'm not going to be a, I wasn't, I'm not good at emulating other people or being pragmatic at times. I am very emotionally driven. And that's really my secret sauce to success in sales and along with my side A. So interestingly, in that moment is when I looked in the rearview mirror is when I decided that I needed to change Mm -hmm. to who I was, not who people expected me to be, but who I was. And so that's when I went to a leadership conference. I met Dwayne Cummings, who told me to flip the org chart. I started understanding and taking all these assessments to figure out who I was, but I will tell you, I was an assessment junkie, you know, and if you don't understand how to read the assessments properly, I would say hire an executive coach. Cause that's what I ended up doing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate you walking through that a little bit more in depth, because I think what that shows was some self-awareness, most certainly to know actually that's not true at all. You have all of these abilities and skills and everything that you need exactly as you are right now in this moment. How can you continue to improve on those and, and lead you in that right direction? So for people tuning in, I think it's, it's important to have that self-reflection, be confident in who you are today. And if you feel like you have some insecurities of whatever it might be that you want to get better in. It's not that you're a lost cause. You can always work to improve on the things that you're most interested in and surround yourself by people who are in the positions that you want to be in, right? We talk about the people who want to be more wealthy or they want to do they talk about dressing for the role that you want. And I I've always leaned into that because I think what would I dress like if I was a CEO of a company or what would I dress like if I was the director of whatever team? And when I dressed in that way, I held myself in a different confidence, which people I get feedback on often, it comes off as a little intimidating because they it's loud. They can see it. They can feel it. Uh, they're like, oh, whoa, you're a little bit like, let me like take you in for a second before I know if I am okay with you or if I don't know if I like you or not. And so I go through that with people at, at first meeting, but it's because I'm, I'm ready for those things, those good things to come into my life because I am surrounding myself with amazing women like yourself and with others where you're at, where I want to be. So how can I continue to learn and grow and get mentorship for women who are tuning in, who Who are those people you're surrounding yourself with? That's a a big intake. I think that would be helpful. I think that is uh, amazing because the way I look at it and the way I talk, I I think of it too, is we need to be effective leaders, right? Mm -hmm. And leadership is, and I'm not talking about a title. I'm not talking about 
anything, the corner office. I'm talking as a human being. And to do that, most effective leaders are always on a self-awareness journey. They align their values and their interests and their behaviors all together. They have a musical mindset using both sides of their brain or tapping into their side A and side B. And they take this both and approach to leadership and understanding that not everyone is going to be just like them. Yes, I love that. Paula, how can more people tune into their side B abilities to stand out for future leadership roles or potential promotions if they aren't interested in leadership? Mm-hmm. So interestingly enough, there's a couple of things, you know, first of all, I describe it full floor and we know we're going to talk about the book, but I do describe each of the instruments and the 10 positive behavior traits in the book there. But really what you need to do is be conscious of what that, what is your natural ability? Is it curiosity? Is your natural positive behavior kindness? Is it graciousness or courage or trust or, you know, ethical? All of those different things. If you find where your positive behavior trait is, then you can start listening to songs and create a playlist that encourages that behavior. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're going to work. I did this for many years. I had a playlist. It was a leadership playlist and I would play it before I, as I drove my 30 minutes from my house to work and it would get me so pumped up and ready. Mm -hmm. Right. But those are my songs. Those aren't going to be your songs. You've got to find something about 30 minutes long that's going to get you ready and prepared. So if your, let's say, if your behavior is courage, you know, have you ever listened to Jonathan Richmond's and the Modern Lovers? They have a song called Those Conga Drums. It really, I mean, it lights you on fire. Now, again, it lights me on fire, but it would be interesting to find out how many people. That's one way is creating a list. The other is tapping into your one song behavior or one song, um, one song hit that I talk about. If you need to calm yourself down because you're starting to get a little angry or frustrated or overwhelmed, find a song that calms you down. Because music in a matter of a moment can change your mood. Or if you're ready and you're scared to go into a brainstorming meeting, mm-hmm. play a song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's great. What a cool way to, you know, start your day. I, I mean, people do all sorts of different things within their morning routine and that drive to work or, you know, making your breakfast or whatever it might be incorporating tribe, making that playlist and incorporating it into your day and see how, how that changes your mood and how that changes how you're feeling. But like you said, identifying what those strengths are and create that playlist around that. I I love that idea. I do have on my website for a small fee, you can take a survey and find out 
what your a summary of your behaviors are. Oh, perfect. What is your website for people to go find it? It's Paula S white.com. So Paula S like Sam white.com. Beautiful. Yeah. I think that's such a great idea. And where can people find your book? Right on Amazon side B remix your leadership style. I love it. I'm going to have to go get that for sure. Anywhere else that people can find you, follow you, connect with you. Absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn, Paula S white or side B consulting. I'm on Twitter at PSWhite00. I'm also at on Instagram at SideB Consulting there. So we put out a lot of stuff and a lot of different, you can go to my YouTube too. And that really explains a lot of the legacies as well. And that is what's your legacy? Okay, great. I love that. Many resources that I will link in the show notes for people to easily click through whatever their method of learning or um, style is. So thank you again so much, Paula, for being here. I know that that was such an impactful conversation for me and really resonating with my side B and recognizing those differences. It's helpful to kind of parse those and figure out where my strengths are and then bringing them back together and, and realizing, especially for women, my motto is that the world needs more female leaders and I'm here to create them. And I think with your side B leadership is such a fantastic way for more women to own that side B and be confident in that side B. So often we think, oh, I can't have a voice or I can't have emotion or I can't have, I can't have, I can't have, but start trying lean into those strengths in smaller meetings. Then they can get into those bigger meetings and do what is at your comfort level, but certainly leaning into that. If that feels like that next right step where you thought how, I don't know how to learn more about this so that I feel confident your book is absolutely going to help change lives. Thank you so much, Nicole. I will add a little flavor to that. Just a small story is I did start to tear up in one of my executive meetings and the men in the room were just looking at me and I said, this is passion and power. This is not weakness. So, you know, if we're passionate enough and we can recognize it, then we know that we can face it. Most definitely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thanks again for being a guest. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, I would love for you to check out my career journal that I created that has over a hundred unique prompts to help you take action and work towards getting that promotion in your career, helping you feel more confident, improving your self-awareness, increasing that communication, expanding your growth mindset, and helping you to proactively network. This is action-oriented and will have space for you to write in the journal itself of what you're working on, what progress you're making. I know it can be so helpful to any woman in the workplace who wants to grow in their current role, even if you're not getting promoted, but it certainly will help you be more prepared for those growth opportunities in your life. I would love for you to check it out. The link is in the show notes and you can also find it over on my website, www.nicoleharrop.com 